Welcome to the Family Bible Journey. If you like our podcast, I'd encourage you to check out our website, familybiblejourney.com. That's familybiblejourney, all lowercases, no spaces, dot com, where you can find links to our social, support the ministry, or find other resources, especially if you're journaling with us through the Bible. Thanks for listening. This is episode 12, season 1 of the Family Bible Journey New Testament podcast. Today we're looking at Matthew chapter 7. The title of today's podcast is Build on the Rock. Our key verses for today are Matthew chapter 7, verses 24 to 27. Everyone then who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house, but it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And when the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat against that house, it fell and great was the fall of it. The word of the Lord. So here in Matthew chapter 7, we have, depending on how you want to count them, at least seven parables of Jesus. And so what we're going to do with this chapter is we're going to have to do with many of the New Testament chapters, especially ones that are full of parables, as many of these parables are very short and concise, but come with very real power and very deep meaning, is that oftentimes we're going to be able to deal with only one or two or three of the parables in a passage during a particular podcast. And so I want to encourage you, if you're listening along, to read the chapter and to see where it is that this particular parable of the building, the house on the rock, fits into this chapter. Because this is a tail end of Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. We've been spending the last week approximately in our podcasts covering this sermon, chapter 5, 6, and 7 of Jesus preaching with the disciples. This is the first extended discourse of Jesus in the Gospels, and so it's very important as this is the first large-scale or full-scale sermon that we have recorded for Jesus in the Gospels. And it ends with this parable talking about the blessings of putting the Lord's Word into practice and the consequences for those who don't. The reason why we're taking on this particular parable today is because the work of this podcast and the work that's going into this podcast truly is an outgrowth of this particular passage and the truth that is contained herein. God has given us his word as a great treasure and a wonderful heritage. It is a very strong word of power, and we as God's people do well to avail ourselves of it. And that is what the wise man does in the parable. We're told that he built his house on a rock. And that rock is the rock of Christ Jesus. When Jesus is squaring off with his opponents towards the end of his ministry, he's going to cite this parable of the rock again against his adversaries. And he's going to say, woe to those who are broken upon this rock and woe to those who are crushed by the rock. That rock is him because he is the very word of God. He is the truth of God in this world, as fallen and imperfect as it may be. And so we as God's people, we want to spend time in the Word. We want to relish the Word. We want to cherish the Word. But that isn't something that often comes easily for us, is it? It's something that many of us often struggle with. And I can say as a pastor that there were many dry seasons of my own ministry and dry seasons of my life where maybe I was going to the Word to prepare a Bible study or prepare a sermon and and certainly was, was edified by that study But I approach the Word of God almost like a clinician or as a doctor or or maybe as a miner looking to extract some nugget of truth out of the rock that was before me. And when my personal devotional life was devoid of much life at all, I suffered, even as a preacher, 
because I wasn't really digging in to the word for the blessing that it was for me. I was kind of like siphoning off the truth for the sake of others and didn't realize that I myself had grown lax and lazy in my personal devotional life and I suffered for it. And it wasn't until I was inspired to really begin doing these journal Bibles for my kids that I really grew in my appreciation for the devotional walk with Christ that was my daily walk. And, and the reality is, I'm not the most disciplined person in the world. I don't always have the most stick to uh, that I wish I had. But when I started journaling through these Bibles for my kids, I was doing it for their sake. And even though I was doing it for their sake, and I, I pray that the journal Bibles that I've done for my kids are a blessing for them and that they will cherish them and that they will turn to them throughout their lives. But even if they don't, I myself was well-fed and well-nourished by spending devotional and reflective and meditative time in God's Word as I was doing these journal Bibles. And so it became my personal spiritual practice. It became a very large part of my personal spiritual discipline. And all because I have grown over the years in my appreciation for the truth that is God's Word. And there are tremendous blessings for us as God's people when we spend time in that Word. There are tremendous blessings for us and other people when we act on the Word, when we put it into practice, as I read there, that first verse, not just doing the Word, but actually putting it into practice, just like a, a baseball player may spend a lot of time in the batting cages to work on his hitting, so too we do well as God's people by practicing and, and spending time in it and, and spending reflective time in the Word. Many of us, our devotional life just kind of slides down into a, a check-off-the-box kind of a thing that we have to do every day. And if that's where you find yourself, I want to encourage you just to recognize that's not the best place to be as God's child. And then maybe make it a greater priority by spending a little bit more time or by freeing yourself from some of the clutter that is in your life when you're going to the Word. And that's, it's really hard for us to do. I, I understand it. About every time I try to pick up my phone and, and maybe take a look at the Bible Gateway or or my Logos program that I have where I have the Bible on my phone, it dings and I get a text message or I get a voicemail or I get an email and I'm all of a sudden distracted. There is good reason for us as God's people to recognize those things and to recognize what a distraction they are because they prevent us from spending that deep and meaningful time with God and his word that we are encouraged to in this parable. And then we have the fools in the world, right? Where Jesus says, everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand and the rain fell and the floods came and the wind blew and beat against the house and it fell and great was the fall of it. How many people are there out in the world today who maybe were raised in the faith and have fallen away from it? Or maybe they were just never were raised in the faith. But they, they do have that innate knowledge of God in his presence. Even people who deny God have some level, or at least at some point in time, had some sort of understanding of this being that is greater than themselves. And those who are the fools who are suffering for not practicing the word of God, we should not look at them as God's people with contempt or with anger or in any sort of a negative way, recognize that the consequences that they are experiencing in their life are the result of poor choices and that they are suffering for a lack of God's word. If it truly is God's word that spoke everything into existence, that speaks to us through the Bible, then when we learn it, when we listen to it, when we read it, when we follow it, when we seek to put it into practice, it is going to bring our lives into harmony and peace. Our wills will become more and more aligned with God's will, and that is a tremendous blessing of following the Lord in his way. 
But we never want to use the blessings that God has given to us as reason then to look down upon others or treat them as something less than us. Because none of us, according to our nature, are any better than anyone else. And so I want to encourage you as you reflect upon this parable and the many parables that are going to be following in our podcast and in the New Testament, that when you hear these things, that you are applying them first to yourself and second to others. That you see in them the areas where you can improve, maybe the areas where others are doing well, and seek to putting them into practice in a way that fits with the character and the spirit of our God, who is love. Because in the end, we are all going to stand before him and give an account for ourselves to the one who has made us and redeemed us and blessed us with his word. And when that moment comes, I don't think that there's going to be any more pointing of fingers. I don't think there's going to be any more looking down our noses at other people because all will be seen in that moment is equal. All will be on the same footing and all of us will be seeking the same Lord and the same commendation from the one who has loved us and redeemed us. And that gives us good reason as God's people then to walk in humility and respect and honor even among those who disagree with us and maybe even stand for things that we would believe are opposed to the will and the word of God. This chapter begins with a warning that we are going to end this podcast with, and that is when Jesus says, Judge not that you not be judged For with the judgment that you pronounce, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. This whole sermon that Jesus has preached has been about the blessings of God's word. The encouragement to live into the life that God has called us to live. To be the salt. To be the light. To not go the way of the hypocrites and those who are far from the Lord, but rather to draw near to him in a humble faith. And put that faith into practice. That in us, others would see the love and the mercy of God, all while we trust him to be the judge and trust him to be the faithful shepherd of our souls. If this podcast is a blessing to you and you would like to make a financial investment in our ministry, go to the website, familybiblejourney.com, where you can make a one-time contribution or even better yet, become one of our monthly sponsors. I receive zero compensation from this podcast because it is 100% a labor of love for you. 90% of your donation goes to our cause and 10% a tithe to other ministries we support. All contributions are tax deductible. And as always, thank you for your investment and thanks for listening. Our blessing for today, may God's word dwell in you richly, giving you true knowledge of Christ and a faith that moves mountains. Amen.